Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Podcast. I'm Justin Gray and my co-host Darren Bragg. Welcome to the studio, Mr. Bragg. Hello, hello, hello. Today we're going to talk about the NBA. We haven't touched on anything but college basketball in the last few weeks. And uh, the NBA is winding down. We'll go over standings, go over um, we'll kind of uh, talk about our predictions on what we expect to happen. We may talk some MVP race. Um, going to be a shorter episode than normal. will not be an hour. Um, just because there's not a ton to talk about as far as, I mean, March Madness is obviously the biggest thing going on. We may t- we'll touch on the World Baseball Classic because the championship is tonight. So um, that, that's going to be fun. Um, so the NBA is obviously getting close to the end. We mentioned it yesterday. The play-in tournament starts April 11th. So how many games are left in the season? About, well, about 10 11. to 12, or depending yeah. on, yeah, pretty much. So, obviously, the Bucks are the first. Well, I guess not obviously. I guess the Celtics do and the Sixers. But the Bucks are the first seed right now at fifty-one and twenty. They um, they're hit. They've already clinched the playoff spot. The Celtics are forty-nine and twenty-three. They've also already clinched a playoff spot. I don't know how they have the same or one more win than the uh, than the Sixers, and they've clinched a playoff spot, and the Sixers haven't. But I guess their division maybe. Um, I don't really think I don't really know. I don't think they go too much by division. Maybe they hold like a tie break over Philly, or uh, maybe it possibly. literally could just be the one win. Maybe Philly right. gets a win and they clinch also. Right, they because they did lose last night. They almost had a win. Double OT, big right. clutch money from Dero. But um, Sixers forty-eight and twenty-three and third. Cavs are fourth. It's the Eastern Conference. Fourth, forty-five and twenty-eight. Knicks are Knicks are really a surprise. On the, I don't know necessarily a surprise, but compared to the way the Knicks have been going, their organization has been ran in the past ten to fifteen years. I think it's kind of a surprise how well they've played this year. Have a good young core, but um, I think they're turning some heads. Uh, yeah, New York. I, I mean, I always thought New York could be decent. Now, you know, they got Jalen Brunson. R.J. Barrett's getting better and better each year. Julius Randle is back in that all-star form that we saw from him a couple years ago. So, I wouldn't have thought the Knicks would finish, like, this high. I would have expected the Knicks to be, like, in that playing 7-8 range. But, I mean, they – I feel like they've outperformed expectations. Guys like Emmanuel quickly have stepped up. They just got Josh Hart to try to, you know, add some depth. So the Knicks have a really good roster. Do I think they're a championship contender? Not quite yet. I feel like they're a piece or two away. But, I mean, I could see this team making it to, you know, second, maybe even third round. I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, I think they could get get hot. Like the, They remind me of that Hawks team that was young a few years ago. They got hot in the playoffs. Actually, the Hawks yeah. did take them down in the playoffs. But, um. I could see them getting hot and make it a little run. I really could. Um, Cavs are going to be a tough opponent in the first round if it settles like that. Because Cavs are really good too. But um, Nets are in six. I really I love the Nets, dude. Like this new Nets team, Michael Bridges. Like I like the Nets. I don't. I didn't like you know with Katie and Kyrie. I wasn't a big fan of what they were doing. But I like Michael Bridges and and uh, Cam Johnson and some of them guys. I like what they're doing up there. 
They're yeah, surprised I mean, too, though. I think. I was gonna. I mean, a lot of this this net success comes from that KD Kyrie. Not saying that this new team hasn't won at all. They are on a they are currently on a three game losing streak. So I think they'll probably end like seventh. I think Miami will overtake them, but. Yeah, the Nets, I don't really know. I don't see this Nets team being a threat to any to anyone in the playoffs, personally. Yeah, me either. Um, seventh is uh, Miami, obviously, as you just said. Miami kind of a disappointment. I mean, I think that's fair to, fair to say. For sure, um, yeah. They've kind of, ever since, I mean, and this is going to sound cliche, but ever since, ever since LeBron left, they've kind of been searching, man. They've just, I mean, I mean obviously they have Jimmy Butler, and yes, they did make it to the finals, but I mean, it was the it was on the bubble, a bunch of it was just craziness. But they've just kind of been, you know, stuck in the same place since he left. Like, I feel like they don't know what they want to do. Whether they want to full rebuild it or they want to build around Butler, Hero, Adebayo. Like, I feel like they just don't know what they want to do. And that, that that's yeah. that's what that's what it's like. The Hawks, they're kind of like the Hawks to me. I I just think they're stuck in a spot and they don't know what's best. I'm hearing a lot about Pat Riley uh, could be out as GM, you know, just because. But, yeah, like you said, besides the one year that they made it to the finals, they've just been a team, you know, a good regular season team that might win you a series or two maybe in the playoffs. But when it comes to, like, legitimate success, they've been a team, you know, you expect it out of with all the guys that they have. But – they never like like you said with the Hawks. They never go all in. They never you know, like this year we were saying that we're one piece away with Jimmy Butler out of bio, Tyler Hero getting better and better. You had Kyle Lowry, solid veteran, experience guy, and they didn't go out and add anybody in free agency. So or it's just the trade deadline. Anything they didn't do any. They didn't really make any move. So it's disappointing to see, but. And that's what's so frustrating. Go ahead. I think the Heat do probably need to reset with the way how the team looks because, I mean, they're not going to be better than Milwaukee. They're not better than Boston. I take Philly over them. And then to that Cleveland-New York range is really their ceiling in my eyes where they're at. And I agree with that. I I think Butler's not getting any older. I mean, any younger. And uh, Heroes, just you're wasting his talent. Adebayo's getting – I mean, there's going to be a day when Adebayo can't do what he does on the glass because of his age. I mean, you're kind of wasting this talent that I feel like is good enough to win a championship. I mean, and that's what's so frustrating. Even when the Hawks at the trade deadline, you know – like, there's a point – the trade deadline is for when you know you need one more piece, when you know you need two more pieces to, to go after it. And when you just sit there and just don't do anything but bring Kevin Love – and no offense to Kevin Love, he was great in his prime, but he's not Kevin Love anymore. And it's just frustrating to know that they know they need one more piece and they don't go get it. Because, I mean, there was – you bring KD in, what does that do for the Heat? I mean, we're talking Eastern Conference Finals at least, floor. maybe finals. Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a floor for the Heat if they bring right. KD, depending on what they give up, which would probably be Hero. Probably Kyle Lowry with some picks. Right. But, I mean, you got to think that two, I mean, the Celtics don't want to see the Heat with KD 
in the in the playoffs that they KD that and point. Jimmy Butler. They almost right. lost to just Jimmy Butler in the game seven last year. He missed the what he missed the three, and then that yep. was that. If they have a guy like KD, that series is probably five, maybe six games. Like exactly, they could be a real contender, if not a favorite, to win the whole thing. In my opinion, if they add KD, but I don't know. I don't know. They they will be. Is the play in eight through twelve, or is the play in six through ten? Six through or seven through ten. It's seven through ten, and then the top six good. Yeah. So the Heat really they they really need to get out of that uh out of that play in because that will I mean and I think they will I think they'll get they they should end six in my opinion and they're they're not gonna fall further than they are right now because I mean I guess they could but the Hawks played so many less games they'll at least make the playoffs or at least the play in for sure right the Hawks are sitting at eight and we've talked about this several times on the podcast the Hawks are one of the most uh, frustrating franchises in. All of NBA. I mean, all of the NBA. I mean, you look at what they did, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You can argue if Trey Young doesn't step on the ref, ref's foot, they might make the finals. I mean, you could argue that. I could see it. I could see, could have seen that happening. Um, certainly looked like they were playing with the Bucks, and I mean, heck, they could have won it because the Bucks won it. So, and then you see that. And then you can't figure it out for the next three years, two years. And that's what's so frustrating is I don't I don't know what the problem is there because they fired the coach. Coach's new or Quinn Snyder's been there, hasn't changed anything. Um I, I just think the core really has some superstar indivi- individually problems, individual problems. I mean, I think John Collins and Trey Young don't really mesh as well as we hoped. Um, I think John Collins has been kind of a bust since his rookie and sophomore season. I don't think he's been what everybody thought he was going to be. And when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, it's just it's hard to build a franchise around people you can't trust. But I do think they, I think they just need to go back and try to rebuild again. I mean, I would keep Trey Young. I'd still build around Trey Young because he's—I mean—he's 27 years old. He's not that old, and you don't lose your Trae ability Young. to shoot. Trey Young, he's 27, he's, isn't he? Bro, he's way younger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. Where are you go talking? When... He's 24. For... Okay, he's 24. I forgot they can go after one year in college. <laughs> I'm thinking baseball. Sorry. I'm like. Yeah. Oh, well, that's even that's even better. I mean, even more of a reason for him to stick around. I mean, you need to build around him. You traded Luca for Trey Young. You need to keep him and build around him, which is so frustrating. And I mean, I just I still will never understand that because Luca is arguably one of. I mean, he's a top three player in the NBA for sure. And you just I mean, it's no offense to Trey Young. He's one of the better point guards in the game. But I mean, what can he do besides? shoot and when he's not shooting i mean he's a good passer but besides that i mean he's not what he don't bring what luca brings to the floor no not at Um, all but anyway they're stuck at 35 and 36 which is just beyond me uh they lost to the spurs the other day after leading by 22 just frustrate frustrating basketball every night from them you don't you don't ever know which team you're going to get in atlanta uh toronto is the 
They are the nine seed at 35 and 37. I mean, the Hawks are in real danger. I was going to say another team that, um, disappointing to say the least. I mean, Toronto has so many pieces that you would think, oh, this is a good, you know, this is a good team now that has the potential to be even better with guys like Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet kind of entering his prime, Siakam been good for a few years, consistent all-star. And then you got pieces like Gary Trent, who you added, um, Precious Achua, good, you know, depth center behind Siakam. But outside of that, you know, you would think that's good enough to secure a playoff spot easily, right? But no, they've been disappointing a ton of oh, I didn't even mention OG Ananobi, who was defensive player of the year candidate for like the first half of the year. It's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how a ro- same similar to the Hawks, a roster with that much talent should not be that bad. And I think all these teams right here that we're about to talk about are kind of stuck in that same boat. The Bulls, lots of talent, nothing to show for it. The Wizards, I've talked we've talked about this. The Wizards on paper look like they could play hey, with anybody. I genuinely at the start of the year after looking at they had Beal, Kuzma, they added Monte Morris. Porzingis, yeah, Porzingis. They, Will Barton, who's not on the team anymore. I thought he would, you know, add something. They drafted Johnny Davis, who hasn't panned out at all. They have Daniel Gafford, who's a decent center. Like, the team is they – they should be a playing team as well. Or even a fringe, you know, eight, seven, eight seed. And they're just – they're not that. But that's the thing with the East. It is real competitive. So it's not really, like, as shocking to see them down here. But, again, I, I would have expected them to at least be a little closer than what they are. The Pacers are kind of – I mean, they're kind of disappointing, too. Yeah, they don't have that star power that the these other four teams we talked about have. But, I mean, they have great – they have pretty good pieces. And, yes, they're still rebuilding. So to be 32-40, and 40, I don't think that's terrible for the Pacers. I mean, I would like them to slip in at 10 maybe and just get that experience in the postseason going forward. I mean, I think Miles Turner is a good piece. I think Nimhards, I mean, having a decent year. McConnell, you can argue, has had a pretty good year. Um, I mean, they've had some pieces. I mean, Not to I mean, mention Buddy Tyrese Hill. Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, sorry. I knew there was somebody else. Became one of, like, a top. I right. think it's he's comfortably in top five, top six. Point great facilitator unbelievable I mean, like he's if you want to talk about a franchise piece that's the guy which i think it's good to get that now while you're bad and then build around so i think the pacers are a team in the future for the next like three four years to watch out for we'll see them back in the playoffs for sure for sure um they're still trying to you know recover from paul george and all them guys that they had leaving, and uh, that's just how it happens in the NBA. You have your stars, four or five years without anything, get a few stars. I mean, it's just back and forth. That's what, that's why it's so good. The Magic Hornets and Pistons are well. I would argue they're all in the same spot. I think the Magic and Hornets are in good place. I think they're. I mean, they're obviously not very good, but I think they're in great places for the future. I think they're you've got young talent that's getting better every night, and uh, especially the Magic. How I was good gonna say, I don't know about the. Story? Yeah, the Magic have really 
they have some guys. I mean, I feel like the Magic are a team who's always had, you know, decent talent. They just don't know who to progress. They have so much, like, young pieces that can be good. They just don't know who to value. Like, guys like Jalen Suggs are kind of, could be, like, the odd man out. Cole Anthony has nights where he looks good. Not to mention Paolo and Franz Wagner. Who and Markel like, Fultz has come on. Markel Fultz, they're saying, you know, he's kind of back. Back to that. And I'm not going to say he's number Before one we thought pick. he was going to be. Right, but a solid player nonetheless. Guys like Bowl Bowl have shown flashes this year. Jonathan Isaac finally returning, then getting hurt again, which is terrible for Jonathan Isaac. I think he's such a – he could be such a good player in today's league with the defense that he brings, similar to like a Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Jaden McDaniels. I agree. Um Wait, is it Jaden or Jalen? Which one am I talking about? The one in the Timberwolves. I don't I want to say it's J Jalen. Jaden. Whatever. I love good him. defender, good scorer. Jaden. Jaden. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Um yeah. You just said Jalen. No, I didn't know. I said Jaden first, and then I didn't know if I got it wrong. Because there's one on on Philly and then there's one on Minnesota. Either way, something like that, but he can't stay healthy. The Hornets, I don't really know. Like, they have LaMelo, you know, love LaMelo, great player. Outside of LaMelo, I mean, you have Mark Williams, who's okay. Terry Rozier is all right. Gordon Hayward's getting old. P.J. Washington is decent. Like, they don't really have much in in Charlotte outside of LaMelo, so I don't know. Lamelo's a or sorry, Charlotte is a hard team for me to to get on board with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the Pistons, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? We're just kind of stuck. I mean, are Cade, we with Cade being hurt? I guess they're just trying to, you know, finish it for one. Yeah, right. And they are in line for the one seed, so they need it. It's just atrocious to have single. Day. I mean. 16 wins this time of year. 16 wins out of 72 games. Could you imagine being a Pistons fan? I mean, you don't even watch the games anymore. You just watch the ESPN update come in every night, 138 to 116, like every single night, dude, and probably not even that high. Um, But anyway, on to the Western Conference. This is where we get good because – Everything's fixing to heat up because we're fighting for a one spot, which I think the Nuggets are will. I mean, they're about to secure because they're they're ten games left and they're up by three and a half. It's an, almost impossible to lose that. But um, the Nuggets have looked amazing. I mean, the the real question we know how good they are right now, but the question is, can Jokic win in the postseason? Which right. is the question everybody wants to know, and. Would they obviously beat the eight seed? I'm sure they'll beat the eight seed. But I mean, anything can happen. I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if if this Nuggets team. I don't really think they're that amazing in my eyes, but I think because like I feel like any like no hate no hate to Denver no hate to Jokic. They've never been great in the postseason. And the teams that you have lurking in, in that 7, 8, 9, 10 range. Dangerous. Obviously, if they play, I will say here, 
I'm going to rule Portland out. Portland is the 13th seed right now. Yeah, they're only like four games back of playing, but I just, they're on a six game losing streak. Like, Portland just kind of seems out of it. You've got New Orleans. I think Denver beats New Orleans at New Orleans at 12. LA at 11. LA, if LeBron gets healthy, the new look Lakers, I think they could give them a run for their money for sure. Utah, I wouldn't be so worried about. OKC, the same, just kind of like young, you know, teams that are just kind of here. Like they're solid, but would they win seven games or win four out of seven? No. Minnesota, same thing there with no cat. I don't really see Minnesota having a chance. You get Dallas in the first round? Saying that's a series. Luka and Kyrie. Who, who Golden State falls. Golden State with a healthy Steph Curry who's been out half the year. You have Steph Curry back. I can see the Warriors winning that. And then every team above them, like LA, the Clippers, I mean, Phoenix with KD now. Sacramento, who's be a been a crazy team. And then Memphis with Ja, they finally have Ja back. You know, like Denver is not safe at all. They're not. Um, but I am pulling for them. I want them to do – I mean, I obviously want them to do well. The Grizzlies, team I really can't get behind. I'm not a big fan of the Grizzlies. Um, they are good, but Jaw comes back. This he's, a, he's available to come back tonight or tomorrow. Sometime soon, within the tomorrow, next week. Right? I don't tomorrow know. Do they night, play yeah. tonight? I don't think they play tonight. I think it's tomorrow night when he comes back. But, yeah, they um, play Memphis. Or they play – sorry, they play Houston tomorrow night. Great game for him to come back on. Yes, get back in the rhythm. But um, Grizzlies in second place. Um, another team that's not real safe to me. I don't think any of these teams are safe because I think it's so competitive. But the Kings, the Kings are in third, which is a the biggest surprise of 2023, I think. Um, I mean, not that their roster isn't good enough. We just haven't seen the Kings do anything in the past, what, 20 years? I mean, yeah. maybe they had a few runs, but, I mean, for the most part, they haven't done anything. Um, and then the Suns, we know how good they can be. Problem is getting everyone healthy at the same time, not having playoff games where you don't have KD, where you don't have Book, where you don't have CP3. And CP3 plays most of the time, but um, where you might not have Aiton. I just – I want them to be at full health when playoff time comes. We're getting that four seed and starting out with the Clippers is not going to be easy, obviously. Um, but you need to make make it happen while you can because you don't know what KD is going to do after the season. Isn't he a free agent after this year? Um, I think he has – I think he's on a two-year. But I can check. You can keep talking. Um, Clippers in fifth place. Um Clippers are a team that could be better than they are, but they're they play they play they look really good at times. Um, that Suns Clippers first round game would be immaculate. I'm really pulling to get that though. That would be fun to watch. Um, the Warriors at the six seed. We know how dangerous the Warriors can be. So at eighty. Eighty has three years left on his deal because he signed the extension. Uh, That's right. In August twenty twenty one. I forgot yeah. about that. So, he's got a so few he, more years. Right, if he doesn't want out, of course. Uh, 
Warriors at the six, which is crazy because whoever the – I mean, we know how good they can be at full health. And this just – I swear it feels like another year where they could just go on and win it because, I mean, there's no – like, I mean, there's dominant teams, but there's no just clear, like, nobody's going to touch either of the – like, there's nobody, you know. I feel like this just looks like a year they could go on a run. Hopefully they don't – they stay out of that playing game because if Curry or – Play just is not healthy for that game. They could wind up getting put out in the play-in, but I don't see that happening. The Mavericks, the Mavericks since they've had Kyrie, have looked like a whole new squad. I mean, they're still 500 basket a 500 basketball team, but we know how dangerous they can be. Right. And any of these teams can really be dangerous from seven up. Um, not a paid uh, sponsor, but um, anyway. I mean, I really like the Mavericks. I've told you with Kyrie, I really like, I really like them, and they play well at, on the road and at home. So I mean, it's not like a thing where they just play well at home. So I'm pulling for the Mavericks. I hope they get a higher seed than seven. I don't really want to see them in the play in. The T Wolves, a team that's kind of just weird. Like I feel like when I watch them, they should not be. I feel like they should be like a 12 seed right now, but they somehow win. I every time I watch them, they seem to either lose by a few points or just play terrible. But um is cat is cat playing? Is he nah, playing? Cat's been out. He's been out I thought he's been out a good while. Yeah, I thought I don't know if you're saying he's gonna return it all this year. I think it's kind of just uncertainty around him. Yeah. Um I would like to see him back for the playoffs, but I don't know that we'll get that. Obviously we just talked about it. But um the oh, Thunder team we Oh, is he Sorry, coming back? Carl Anthony Towns could make return Wednesday versus Hawks. Oh, nice. Great. Give the Hawks another loss. No, nah, he won't oh. play much if he does play. Right. Minute restriction. So they, would, they should have him back for the, you know, playing situation they could get into. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, totally. Uh, the um, Thunder team we've talked about. I mean, me and you talked about this yesterday. Um, really like what they're doing. I mean, they're a good young squad. And to be 35 and 36 at the age that they're starting five is, they're going to be scary, dude. They're going to be scary for a good while. I mean, we may be looking at the next – I don't want to predict a super team, but they have one more piece. We may be looking at a super team in the next two or three years. Because Shea yeah. – you know what he is. He's one of the. He's going to be one of the best scorers in the NBA. I mean, he already is, but um, he's going to cement that soon. I mean, by next year, I really think he's one of the most talented players in the league. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say if if all their potential guys like Chet, like Josh Giddy, if they stay healthy and they get one more, you know, solid guy, I don't really know who they would really add maybe just like a decent wing type player, they they will be a team who we consistently see in the playoffs, like a, like a Grizzlies team almost without the, you know, because I feel like Josh, a, Josh probably slightly better now, but I feel like you give Shea a year or two, they're on the same level. And then – Yeah, I agree. Outside of the Grizz, the Grizzlies just have great depth outside of Ja, and then I feel like the Thunder could be the same way. Go ahead. I mean, keep talking. Um, and then I mean that's kind of it on uh, that I have on the Thunder. Next is Utah. 
who was super hot at the start of the year, they're kind of tailed off now. Uh, and they're kind of just giving the young guys some run. I don't see them a team that will make the play in when you have teams like L.A. who have to win now, teams like New Orleans who would like to win now. Obviously, we've seen New Orleans can't stay healthy. But if you give them if – you, if Zion comes back at any point, they're a threat to to win something. So I feel like he hasn't played a game in the NBA. Like I feel like it's just been – so disappointing his career so far. Not it's not even his fault. He's just been injured, dealt with just some injuries, and he has. I mean, I could I can say his career's been a disappointment to this point. At what we thought he was going to be because he was supposed to be the next LeBron. I mean, he was the chosen one. You know how that goes. But um, yeah. I mean, right. I hope he can get healthy. I do too. Just for the sake of the team, I think there's just another capable team you add to the West. Without Zion, they're kind of just like eh, they're they're decent, but not a a championship contender. Right, and then the other three, as you said, you ruled out the Trails Trailblazers. I mean, they've just kind of cooled off. Uh, Spurs and Rockets, what are we doing? We're just trying to we're just trying to get draft picks at this point. We're trying to be in the lottery. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Rockets, I mean, they they have a decent youth. I mean, they they there's definitely some more pieces needed there but the spurs kind of just outside of Keldon johnson devin Vassell, and so jeremy uh jeremy sohan's been yeah he's been decent from from time to time but i mean yeah they don't have i wouldn't say they have a number one guy like houston does i think Jalen green can be a number one on a team he is up and down but that's what you deal with with a rookie well, I mean, he's not a rookie. I mean, but a uh, young, second, second year. He's guy. second year, right? Yeah. yeah, he's second year. So, it's part of being a young guy, being the leader. It's kind of hard. I mean, it, it takes a while for them to. Not put to up mention, they have they finally have a capable big man in Sangoon. Really, they just great distributor from the paint. Yeah, they just got to add some guys who want to play D. They don't really have any guy who wants to who wants to play defense. If they add that and Jalen Green can become, you know, what he's expected to be, Jabari Smith can finally take that that step up. You have Sangoon. They get the if they get win beyond, I think they're a team we're talking about similar to OKC, where they're super young, but you know, they have pieces. They have potential. I wouldn't mind if a uh, uh, Pascal Siakam Went to the Raptors. That would be cool. I mean, went to the Rockets. Rockets. Um, Just feel like that could be a good pair. But anyway, um, we'll talk about some MVP before we end the episode. Um, MVP really winded down, heating up here. Like, I mean, getting good. Um, According to NBA.com, the MVP letter has has, uh, Joel Embiid at the one as the front runner for MVP. Jokic at the two. I mean, he's almost averaging a triple double. He's point one from traveling, averaging a triple double. Uh, Embiid, Embiid, well, Embiid's averaging a double double. He's not close on the triple double because of assists, but um, he's averaging 30, 33 points per game. I mean, that's just ridiculous, ridiculous. And then Giannis obviously is going to be in it every year too. I mean, see, same. We may see the same three MVP guys for the next five years, like. 
I don't see any of these three guys going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Jokic and Embiid, but I mean, Jokic passes it so well and Embiid's so big. I just can't see them going anywhere. And Giannis at the three, he's such a, I mean, he's just a freak. I mean, like we've talked about, he's going to, he may be the best prototype of a basketball player we've ever seen. Um, He's averaging 31 points per game, 11 rebounds, and five assists. Uh, I feel like he's a little bit better passer than his numbers even entail, though. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, um, Tatum's at the four. Um, this has really become like a center power forward award to me. Yeah, it's – I mean, I mean whoever you, you can – a, a big guy who can rebound the ball – pass it that well and not on, on top of that score you 30 a game like you really it's hard to to deny that and you know these teams are led by you know these great teams are usually led by a bigger guy you got the bucks at one sixers at the three spot you got boston who's i mean led by tatum i wouldn't call tatum that same type of dominant big he's more of a shooter and then you have um you have denver with Jokic, they're the best team in the West. So it's just these cornerstone pieces are, they just happen to be big men. But, and I feel like a lot of these other teams are solid. Like they have decent bigs, like Memphis with Jaron Jackson. The Kings have Sabonis. Um, and then in the East, Cleveland has guys like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Knicks have Julius Randle. But that's it's where crazy. the game's going. Yeah, it's it's a big man game, but not in the same way that it was in like the eighties. It's not a big man bully game. It's a bit how well can a big man play point guard, really? I mean, not necessarily dribble up, but I mean he's doing to what extent, point guard yeah. used to do. So I mean and and big guys are I mean, they're the, some of the best three point shooters in the league. So I mean, the way the game has adapted and uh, the big men have adapted to the game of today. It's really been phenomenal just seeing players turn into what they have. It, it hurts for people like – for guys like Luca though, because Luca's an MVP, but he just doesn't have that same effect maybe as uh, – I mean, he's almost averaging a triple-double, so I guess he does. But like I said, it's become a power forward award. Power forward award. So, I mean – I mean – you can argue between Embiid and Jokic. I think Embiid gets the – he'll bring it home just because he's averaging 33 points a game at the center. I mean, and 10 rebounds, which number could probably be higher, but, I mean, 10 rebounds, that's all you need from a center. And then four point. I mean, four assists a game from the center spot is still not bad. I mean, it's not very real. good. So, I mean, I think Embiid is the front runner right now. But I would, I could see Jokic winning a third one in a row. I mean, is it three? Will it be three in a row if he wins? It'd be three. I mean, he's just so talented. And the the thing about him, this is why he's the most valuable player, arguably in the whole league, because he's won it back to back years. But he makes the team so much better. If you put, and I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, dock Embiid by any means. But if you put Embiid on the Nuggets, I don't know they have the record that they have right now just because Jokic is such a good passer and such a good just team guy. I don't know that Embiid could have that same effect on Nuggets. And I don't feel like 
I mean, you think about the Nuggets, who do you think about? Jokic. And obviously they have pieces. They have Porter. They have um, Jamal Murray. But I'm, I don't think they're no super team by any means, but they're one seed in the West. And I think that's the Jokic effect. And I think that's why he's been the most valuable player for the last two years because, I mean, he is the epitome of the most valuable player. Not to mention his, those guys were were injured, Porter and Jamal Murray, for majority of the year last year. And he still led his team to a pretty solid record without him. Third in the West, right? Was it am I right on that? Or is uh, I want to say, yeah, it was third. So, I mean, I really think he – I mean, I know people don't want him. He's not going to win a third one in a row because nobody wants that. I mean, nobody's going to vote that. That's just the boring pick now, I feel like, mm-hmm. because we just can't. But we're going to one day look back and just realize we didn't recognize his greatness as much as we might have should have because he's not flashy. He's just – He's going to get the job done. He's going to do it better than everybody on the court, and that's it. He may drop 13, 13, and 13, or he may go for 42, 10, and 10. I mean, he could do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, and all these guys can. They're obviously the most talented guys in the world in the game of basketball. Giannis is, in my opinion, the best player, obviously. Um, and he's not even in the most valuable player. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's really up in the air. It's gonna. I feel like it'll be between Giannis and Embiid. I really do. Uh, for the for the MVP. I honestly, I think if I had to pick, I think Jokic would be my MVP. Yoke, it's between Jokic and Embiid for me. Like Giannis, like the I switch is crazy. I think Giannis is the best NBA player. Like I think he's the best all around guy. But when it comes to the award, sometimes it's not always just the best player on the best team. Sometimes it's, you know, it's the most valuable. Like it said, I think if you take Embiid off Philly and replace him with just like a league average center, that team would still be okay with James yeah. Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. They wouldn't be a three seed in the East. They'd probably be around nine, ten. Yeah. But I mean, if you take Jokic off Denver, that team maybe wins you 25, 30 games. Not saying they don't have talent. I just feel like Jokic is kind of like the bridge between all these guys who just want to score. Like, meaning, really, it's just Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. Porter Jr. is notorious for not passing the ball, no ball at movement. all. But you have a guy like Jokic who is cool with that. Jokic isn't going to demand you 25, 30 shots a game like an Embiid can or an Embiid kind of does. Whereas Harden, the, in Philly, the offense kind of runs through Harden. They get it down to Embiid. Embiid is going to dominate every game. No, it doesn't matter the right. matchup. He's going to go crazy. But I think the value that comes out of having a guy who – might be slightly less dominant. He'll still give you 25, 26 at night. Not in the same fashion that Embiid will. But, and here's where Jokic kind of loses it for me and where I almost want to just give it to Embiid because of the defense. Jokic is a just so bad defensively, which I hate. I hate if he could just be an average defender. Like uh, Embiid, is a, Embiid is an elite paint defender. Not great on the perimeter, obviously, but 
having a guy who plays both sides of the ball is going to be valuable, just as valuable as a guy who can run your offense through the post, through how Jokic does. So I'd probably side – I don't know. I said I would side Jokic. I think I'd side Embiid. But it's it's really neck and neck. Whatever you – if you prefer offense or defense. Right. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, lot coming up in the NBA. Going to be a fun race to the finish. Um, hoping LeBron can get back in the playoffs. Uh, World Baseball Classic is tonight. The championship is tonight. Japan is taking on USA. USA took that loss against Mexico in the in the um, pool play and kind of just just sprung forward from that and just have really hit the ball well lately. And uh, Japan is just Japan. They're good at everything. Um, Japan is actually the underdog. Don't really know that I agree with that, especially when they have a great pitcher and USA has Merrill Kelly pitching or not. Um, <laughs> no offense to Merrill Kelly, but he's just not what Japan's bringing. But um, so that is on at 7, I believe, 7.30 maybe. So that'll be a fun watch. Um, we do have a underdog parlay. We can – or not really announce, just tell you. Tell at your own risk. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell over 26 and a half points. Jalen Brown over 26 and a half points. These are all 26 and a half points. I didn't realize that. Bradley Beal lower than 26 and a half points. Love that line. Uh, great value there. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander over five assists. And Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic. Over one and a half total bases. So that is the play for tonight. Insured, obviously, because we're not. I mean, one of those picks can obviously fail. Last night almost hit hit a big one, but um, I buy he went ballistic for the Jazz. I guess I'm saying that name right. Uh, Agbaji. I don't know. I think it's just Agbaji, but okay. Well, most of the time they don't say that, Jay. So that's all for the NBA. Um. We will have division by, uh, MLB division by division episodes coming out randomly, so be on the lookout for that. Um, one will come out the, tomorrow. The first one will come out tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll go over our predictions for the team, predict our over under their projected win total, and uh, we'll go over that. So that'll be fun. But um, yeah, man, just that's all I got for the NBA. You. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. And let's go Thunder.